BetOnlineAthens.com and the Athens Banner Herald. This is the Georgia Bulldogs podcast. Bulldogs Extra. Now, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Hello, welcome in. It's the Bulldogs Extra podcast from the Athens Banner Herald and OnlineAthens.com. I'm Ryan Dennis here in studio along with Mark Weiser, who is not in studio. He's coming through the phone to us from, uh, where are you, are you at Kiowa? Are you playing uh, playing the ocean course right now? Keep it down. I'm here on the third uh, uh, fairway here and the tees off this afternoon. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm, it's, a, it's a home game for me today. I'm doing the podcast uh, at, at my uh my home while Ryan does the studio. We'll see how it sounds good. I hope Ryan can really kind of pull the st- the uh, dials and, and make it sing. So there's a lot of pressure on Ryan to really kind of come through. Ryan, are you watching that PGA Championship? Yeah, I mean, I'm keeping up with the best I can. You see, I, I hadn't been uh, watching ESPN+. Plus. I know you can find, you know, whatever of the 12 channels you want to watch on ESPN+. Plus. But, yeah, I've been keeping up with it. watched pretty much six hours of it yesterday uh, on ESPN+. Uh, the Bulldogs not faring so hot, I noticed. Yeah, as, as we record uh, late on Friday morning, I'm uh, scrolling down to find the first uh, Bulldog. That'll be, it looks like Bubba Watson, the tie for 30th at, uh, I guess he's even par, peeing off this afternoon. Yeah. Um, so, we'll, uh, in the Bulldog Nation, you got the baseball team with two more games with Ole Miss. You have Softball team playing Western Kentucky this afternoon, um, and that was women's golf is uh, in Arizona. Football is always kind of front and center. Basketball has been actually making a lot of news this off season, Man, not not, not uh, generally unless you're really high on some of the recruits they brought in. Yeah. Um, Ryan, what do, you, what do you want to tackle first? Do you want to tackle uh, that, or do you want to t- now? Let's 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 focus on football. How yeah. about uh, football. how about a commitment that that came since we last recorded? Does that name ring a bell to you? Yeah, definitely. I think you know. I think I went to school with his dad, and that makes me feel kind of. I don't know if it makes me feel old or sad because uh, you know we really got kids that are committing to UGA that are my age. I mean, wow. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, of course he is a twenty twenty three commit. So he's got a, you know a little ways to go in high school, but uh, yeah, Marcus remember him well when he when he was a bulldog, and uh, I know uh, Kirby sent out his tweet on uh, what was that saturday night i do believe uh with his go dogs so you uh you knew something was up and yeah cornerback markets uh washington jr no wait a second i just put up uh, an old media guy that have marcus washington middle linebacker for the bulldogs uh i believe 2005 was his first year at a burke county high school that's not where you went is it i didn't i didn't go to school at burke county but i went to school at uga he was here uh Oh, I thought you were talking about high school. No, nah, okay. man. Okay. But you know, he's in the uh he's in the uh in the uh, Augusta area. I think Grovetown High School, Marcus Washington Junior. So yeah. uh yeah, Burke County okay. right there south of Augusta, Wait, but no. So you you and him matriculated uh at the University of Georgia at the same time. Or that is correct. Uh yeah, I remember I and I believe and and anybody that's a UGA grad uh, like myself, you ever wandered over to Ramsey? I think you uh, might have played basketball against Marcus Senior there uh, during the summers. You know he would come in there and hoop it up a little bit, and uh, you know it was always fun to get in there with those uh, those football players that you were just hoping that you didn't injure, you know, because you'd be on some bad list. Look now that now that I got this, you got up with Marcus Washington in it. 
Let's just look at some names around him on here. You got Fernando Bubba Velasco now at Arkansas on the support staff. Was it Georgia? You have a uh, former stud recruit, I believe, back in the day. Well, you know what? He was then, but now, looking at where he was in these rankings, we're talking about Nadaris Ward, who ended up transferring. Are you a guy that likes to, to hear some old Bulldog names? I do, I do. Keontae, and, and a lot of times Keontae, I'm like, who is that guy? Keontae Tripp. Now, wasn't he a guy that played all over the place? He went offensive line, line to defensive line, if I'm not mistaken. That's another guy. Yeah. See, see, when I think back about this, I think, yes, I had a class with Keontae Tripp and also played basketball with him in Ramsey Center, which was uh, – I had to guard him one time. That was not a, that was not a fair uh, matchup. All right, then we got Big Cade Weston from Red Bank, New Jersey. Um, now, he came from a junior college, did he not? Am I, am I misremembering yeah. that? Yes, you are. He okay. was direct gotcha. from uh, – from high school, uh, not too far from where Sean Marino was from. Right. Um, we're we're doing a podcast. We need to we need to kind of do uh, one of those uh, look back deals. Um, so this is the 2007 spring guide I'm looking at. Yeah. All right. Why don't we focus on the 2021 Bulldogs? Right. And uh, we don't really need to talk about um, you know some other Jeremy Lomax in here, Keelan Johnson. I believe in the conditioning world and maybe in the business world now. All right, anyway, we got to talk um, Yeah, Marcus Washington Jr., that, that does date us that, um, you know, I mean, he, is he the first? He's not the first. There's another kids uh, of players that I've covered, uh, both maybe. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, Kirby's probably running into it all the time, especially since he's getting... Uh, well, Kirby's a little, a little older than I am, so that doesn't make me feel bad that he's got, you know, sons of kids and whatnot, but... Guys that I actually yeah. went to school with—that's that's that's what's getting me. Yeah. Um, so uh, Marcus Washington, Grove Ten cornerback, which is a, a key position. Georgia's restocking their secondary. Twenty twenty-three kid rated as a uh, number fifty-eight player nationally, number six cornerback, number six player from Georgia, and uh, you know maybe Marcus Washington will be a, uh, be in that secondary room. Uh, with a guy that just is arriving from Alabama. So, uh, another defensive back commitment, uh, or transfer rather, this offseason. Um, Georgia already got Tyke Smith from West Virginia, who I imagine will roll into town uh, you know, in a matter of, of a week or 10 days uh, to, to start working out with the team. Um, but this time it's Brandon Turnage. Uh, guy that um, you know has a chance to, to come in and, and I would assume just help with the depth because uh, he hadn't played a lot at Alabama um, even this spring I believe he was kind of you know working his way up the depth or not like he was stepping into a starting spot like Maurice Smith was when he came here in 2016 uh, but this is a, a, a back you know more guys uh, available back there uh, you know you just lost Major Burns who transferred out um, and landed at LSU, I saw the other day. Yeah, he's, he's a guy from uh, Louisiana and mm-hmm. uh, is, is going back home. So, look, this is a transfer portal era that we're in. You're going to have um, – you know, we've talked about basketball for, for a lot with, with, you know, obviously Georgia's on steroids in that regard in terms <laughs> of guys in the portal. and um, But, but football is going to, you know, feel its share as well. I mean, you know, when you lose Tyreek Stevenson – um, when you lose Major Burns, uh, these are guys that you expected to be, you know, probably in your top ten for sure. I mean, Stevenson would have been a starter, then Burns a, a key backup um, eventually, I would say. Um, but 
uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if this is, this is not going to be a deal. Look, there's nothing these coaches can do about it anymore. I mean, Nick Saban wanted to block Murray Smith from uh, coming right. here. And uh, this is the way, I mean, you're going to be seeing it. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about basketball. I mean, Georgia's going to have three guys uh, that were on their team last year, presumably going against them this year once that waiver, uh, or not waiver, once the SEC changes their rules to allow, uh, you know, interconference transfers to play right away. Right, and of course, you know, you didn't mention the guys like uh, uh, Tyson Campbell and, uh, of course, uh, Stokes, who who were key starters for you last year that that went into the draft this year. So, yeah, a lot of a lot needs to be replaced back there. Is there? I mean, when you think about Maurice Smith, I mean, uh, you mentioned you know he was kind of a a starter coming in to to be a starter at Georgia, uh, but if you can get uh, anything. You know, out of out of Tyke Smith or even the the guy from Alabama that could come in and produce somewhat. Now I don't know if they're you know they're not that same position so to speak. I guess, um, but uh, you know, if you can get that type of production out of out of anybody, I mean, you're looking you're looking pretty good uh, for the Bulldogs right here. Well, hey, he he is a star, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you could arguably say you know Louis Cine. Uh, you know, maybe be, we'll be able to stack up with him, but I mean, Lewis Henry hasn't been a third-team All-American yet. Uh, Tyke Smith has, so yeah. um, I mean, Georgia's got guys that you know. I'm sure by the end of the season, we're going to feel like they are, you know, just as good or better. Um, you know, you're going to wait to see how Kelly Ringo develops. Uh, you know, you're going to see if Amir Speed, uh, you know, has some savvy and some experience, and uh, or not experience, not game time experience, but just knowing the system and practice. Um, you know, we'll see how that shakes out. Um, but you know, and I wouldn't say that George is necessarily done. I mean, they have, uh, you know, there's still time for somebody to, to go to a portal that that might you could feel like could upgrade you. But I mean, you know, Turnage um, knows uh, Matt Luke. He was recruited by Ole Miss. Georgia offered the kid. You know, I don't know exactly where that was in terms of. If he was a, a, an A-list guy for them, or a guy that they offered and couldn't take because they had other quality guys that they wanted, uh, you, you don't know. I mean, he was a four-star, six-one, um, one eighty-six out of Oxford, Mississippi, and you know I would expect with you know along with Jalen Kimber, you know, and Nylon Green, maybe throw Turnage in there. I'm we'll see exactly where they position him, but um, you know, Tyke Smith looks like a projected starter probably at Nickelback, but but Turnage is is probably more of a depth piece unless right. unless he really, you know, take this opportunity to show something. Right. Now, I was on a radio uh, station in, I want to say Baton Rouge, a couple weeks ago, and I was asked this question, Mark. Is this JT Daniels' team now? And reports came out last week that he had invited a lot of the, what do you call them, skill players out to California during a uh, during their kind of downtime now to, to work out some. I mean, there's no question that JT Daniels is the true leader of this team, wouldn't you say? Well, I mean, Kobe Dean or Jordan Davis might want to fight him for that spot, but um, QB, yeah, I mean, QB is always the the yeah, the, the, guy. the quarterback. The quarterback is is the alpha dog now. You know, the one caveat I would say is that you know Daniel's only been on campus for a year, and um, you know this this uh, jaunt to California with you know, all the guys that he's going to be catching, they're going to be catching his passes is, is certainly good uh, camaraderie and team building and, you know, even extra time just to, you know, uh, work on some of those things. But, I mean, also, 
it's it's just a matter of, of kind of yeah. I think it's more of a bonding thing, really. I mean, if you've seen some of their stuff on social media, uh, I mean, they're they're doing like the tourist things. They're going to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, they are um, going to I don't remember the name, but there's a donut shop, I guess maybe in in LA that's like really well known. So you're seeing a photo of that. Um, you know, they're staying at some kind of uh, beach club uh, resort type place. So. Um, yeah, I'm sure JT is showing them the ropes, and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll hear about it. I mean, whether JT goes to Hoover for SEC media days, uh, I'm sure it will be a topic probably the next time he's available, like in terms of the media setting. So uh, it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say, and then his teammates and that kind of thing. And um, so. Well, you know, you hear about well, this. I was going to say, you hear about this type of stuff in the NFL all the time where the quarterback, I remember before the Falcons, uh, back when they were good. And they made a trip to the Super Bowl and should have won the Super Bowl. But earlier that year, um, I know Matt Ryan, you know, got all the all the receivers together down in Miami or something, and, and did something like this. So, yeah, you know, it could be a it could be a thing that, that, like you said, bonds the team and get a little extra work in too. I mean, the interesting thing is that we are about to have our own little uh, Athens Man Herald bombing. Uh, we haven't decided yet. Are we going to Vegas or are we going to like Destin? Uh, and we'll we'll work on like you know some workshopping on podcasting and. I think the budget uh, says we can just go up to Jefferson or Commerce as as far as we can go. <laughs> Commerce. Well, uh, I guess the drag race left town, so that's probably out. We, what we could do, we could do it. We could uh, hit up um, like one of those uh, pretzel deals at the at the um, at the uh, outlets over there. You know, get some delicious, get a little Tanger uh, Tanger Outlet Mall. Uh, maybe some pretzel yeah, bites. Little, yeah, little little frozen yogurt up there. Um, I haven't been to the outlets for a while. How's, how's that shaking? Is that doing well? I don't know. I haven't been there in a few years, but uh, I'm sure they took a little hit. Is it, I mean, there's a five guys around the corner, so you can oh, get that up. Yeah. That so. sounds good. Hey, you want to uh, take a little break? You can go to com- you can you can go to commerce. I will be in Vegas, there you um, go. and you know we'll hit up uh, the Bellagio for uh, for our Banner Herald team building or something. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, let's take a little break. Let's get one in real fast. Uh, I got to go refill my coffee real fast. So why don't we do that? We'll come back, talk a little more Bulldog sports uh, right after this. All right, Mark. Some bad news, more bad news, even worse bad news for the Georgia basketball team as two, I'd say it's top two players, landed at SEC rivals, Savir Wheeler, goes to Kentucky, and Katie Johnson to Auburn. That's about as what were you on a, on a worst case scenario scale. That's about a ten, wouldn't you say? Well, I don't know why you're so upset, uh, or the fans might be upset about Severe going to Kentucky. I mean, Georgia clearly a better program. They beat Kentucky last season, and they also had more victories uh, if you count overall records. So, okay, um, okay, <laughs> spin that the best you can, Tom Crean. Nice. <laughs> All right, maybe maybe that's not exactly the way to put it. Look, Kentucky basketball matters an awful lot. There's no place probably in the country, uh, maybe you can say Duke or Kansas, where it matters more. Um, and if you are a college basketball player, and especially if you've been in the SEC for two years, like Severe or Severe, if I want to get the pronunciation right, yeah. um, he look, it's royalty. I mean, that's like if you're a football player playing in Kentucky or playing at Mississippi State and you have a chance to go to Georgia or Alabama. Right. You know, I mean, 
you know, Georgia hadn't won the national title, obviously, as much as Alabama, 40, you know, in 1980 we're talking about, but, <laughs> but it matters. It, it matters at Georgia. I mean, they're opening up, or they have opened up, an $80 million football operations uh, facility, um, you know, which you're seeing a lot of SEC schools, uh, either they already have, I mean, Will Muschamp came from a terrific facility at South Carolina. I haven't had a chance to go inside uh, the Georgia facility yet, so I can't say it's as good. I have been in the South Carolina facility, and it's terrific. It's very impressive. I'm sure Georgia's is, is you know, uh, maybe taking it up another level. I don't know. Uh, you're going you're gonna to see, they've already put out a couple of videos of um, the coaches moving into offices there, uh, the players seeing it for the first time, but they're really not showing you too much because you know why yeah a bunch of top recruits are coming to town the week after next and they want those guys to see it first and they don't want to see them to see it you know I like I say that now. everything turns back to football in uh, Look, I, I say that and <laughs> there might have been a kid that posted something on their social media last night or something that, well hey i want to uh, i mean you know you you is this going to have the uh, the bells and whistles like a Dave and Buster's built inside of it? Like, you know, some of these places you hear where there's all these games and there's popcorn machines and there's, uh, you know, you can pretty I haven't much... heard about that, but I mean, sometimes, you know, something. yeah, I mean, it's not going to shock me, you know, that we see Kirby playing like uh, Papa Shot or something that, in, in a building <laughs> right. or something. But I mean, the company line has been... This is about just serving the athletes, you know, making their experience better with obviously playing, you know, arcade games and video games. I mean, you know, that would that would make their experience. I bet there's better. a you know so, a, a big TV they can play Madden on. You know, uh, of well, course. I mean, I assume they already have that. Stuff. They can they do that. that. You know where they can do that? They can do that in the uh, in the football facility in the what, what the uh, practice building. I bet they haven't we seen that where they get together and they can play on that big screen that's in the yeah, but this, in the indoor facility. This is kind of I mean this, it's an interconnected deal, but this is a, the new hub for yeah. uh, for them. I mean their the football offices, uh, you know, and, and the locker room. It's all new now, um, but as it relates back to basketball, as we, we, we kind of got off off track. I mean, <laughs> um, you, you know. I, you see a lot of um, people upset about, obviously, everybody that they know, basically, except for P.J. Horn, walking out the door. Um, and, you know, what does it say about Tom Crean? What does it say about his program? Is, you know, Chad Dollar's left. Uh, you know, other support staff guys have left. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a deal where you, this has got to be a, a surprisingly good season, probably, for, for, for Crean, you would expect. And, uh, you know, maybe he's going to make something happen with, these nine transfer, not nine trans, nine newcomers that are coming in. You're talking about uh, four portal guys. You're talking about two guys from junior college. You're talking about three uh, basketball, uh, three guys that are in the 200s in the recruiting rankings. And and they're not done. I mean, there's a guy from UMass that, that's a center that's probably top five in terms of transfers uh, that are still out there. Uh, you heard about a point guard from Gonzaga, kind of a backup uh, guy that you know that's out there as well. So, you know, we'll see if they, they can make make another splash. But I mean, it's been bad PR, obviously, for Georgia um, to to see that that happen. And the other guy we haven't mentioned is Ty Fagan, who's at Ole Miss in terms of three guys in the SEC. So, oh, well. I mean. Do you think Severe Wheeler, I mean, what if he's over there and he's averaging seven points a game and, um, you know, is not even the main point guard because they have they just brought in another stud point guard for recruiting? Right. I did think about that. Like, 
I mean, is he going there to start? I mean, obviously, he proved last year he had the first triple-double ever in Georgia history and has proved, you know, what a valuable valuable commodity he is as a point guard. Um, but, you know, I guess we'll see. I mean, obviously, he was, he was highly uh, rated recruit, but he, you know, wasn't in the top 10, 15 like Kentucky's used to bringing in. But – it's also I mean, he, he also brings what Kentucky doesn't have a lot of times, which is a veteran that has proven themselves at the at yeah, the college level. I mean, I was struck by the fact that when he left, um, and he said he wanted to, you know, play in the NCAA tournament, and, and obviously he left after um, Tamani Kamara mm-hmm. moved out, and, and he ended up at Dayton. Ty Fagan had already left. You know, let alone Christian Brown and, and some guys that weren't getting as much PT, but but Severe came after those guys now before KD. Mm-hmm. But my point is, you know, he probably looked at what was going on and said, "I don't see getting to the postseason. Um, this isn't happening, so I'm, I'm moving on." So, um, right. you know, if if the guy that, that was the face of your program is is out, you know, that's that's very hard to you know. I mean, Vander. I mean, I'm trying to think. Is Texas A&M or, you know, Vanderbilt going to be uh, below Georgia and the SEC? Maybe A&M, maybe they've had yeah. just as much attrition. But Well, I mean, um, th- does this not reflect back poorly on, I mean, you know, obviously if players like their coach, want to play for their coach, they're going to stick around for their coach. I mean, it reflects poorly on on Crean. Though you talk to Tom Crean, who seems to be – I don't. I don't know if uh, adapting to the new transfer situation, but he did say that if this is the way that it's going to be, then Georgia should be fine. Now, how long he'll be at Georgia? Who knows, right? Look, you know what those guys did for Georgia in terms of their numbers, and that they were starters. Um, you don't know what the guys coming in are going to do. Um, you know, you can you can just. That, I mean, Georgia was with all those guys. They were still seven eleven in the SEC, and they were still. I mean, they were unbeaten in the conference, but that was a very soft schedule. Um, but I mean, I wrote it. You know, probably I think that the day they got bounced in the SEC tournament, they needed this nucleus to stick around if they wanted to take the next step and, and have a chance for the NCAA tournament. So right. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's a tough. They're they're fighting it uphill. It's it's not going to be easy for them. But I mean. They get this, you know. They get one, one or two key transfers that are going to light it up in terms of you know changing that dimension of your team. Maybe things look better. I don't know. Right. Speaking of fighting uphill, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, the Georgia baseball team on Thursday night lost the first game against Ole Miss. Probably need to win these next two to feel a little more comfortable about. Or I don't even know if feeling a little more comfortable is the right word. They they need these next two games, Friday and Saturday, to hopefully get in the postseason, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any guarantees that if they win the next two that they're in. I think that their case would be stronger. I mean, they lose this series. They're going to have to make, do some serious damage in Hoover, I would guess, at the yeah. SEC tournament. Um, it was kind of a weird deal when we talked to, to Scott Strickland on Zoom on Wednesday. Um, look, they just had a 14-inning loss at Georgia Tech where their, their bullpen – uh, was was worked overtime, obviously, so they didn't have as many arms available. Um, but you know, they they started. Uh, you know, the guy that had been pitching and playing really well for them, and it's Liam Sullivan, is starting tonight. Um, instead of starting him on Thursday, now I don't know if it's a uh, Strickland kind of indicated because Ole Miss had, had a stunt going last night, Doug Casey, mm-hmm. that 
you know, maybe they just thought the best ways to to line it up uh, and to win would be going, uh, you know, well, no, going um, tonight with uh, with Sullivan and then having Cannon available. They hope uh, right. on Saturday. Um, I guess I meant so Thursday. That, going more of a give in to this yeah, game. So type yeah, so that's how it played out, and um, yeah, I mean. Uh, they've, they've had basically all their guys that they were counting on to be, except for Cannon, that they were counting on to be their, you know, uh, main starting pitchers and, and guys that were going to carry them, um, you know, out of the box uh, on, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Right, C.J. Smith, so, uh, Ryan Webb. Yeah, they've had, yeah. they've had so many injuries, yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it makes it tough. But um, I guess right now they stand 29-22, and then twelve and sixteen in the SEC. Now, look, it's not—it's not softball. Georgia softball made it at seven and seventeen, uh, and ended up hosting. I mean, it's not going to be that many teams going from the SEC baseball. I mean, they're going to cut it out. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. Georgia's clearly, uh, you know, on the wrong side of the bubble now. It seems. Um, so, yeah, they're pretty big games, and they got full—they got full capacity available. I don't know if yesterday was actually a, a sellout, but you know, there was a chance. I think Saturday is the, the closest to a sellout, maybe. Yeah. Of course, softball somehow got to host this weekend, hosting Duke. Uh, who do they play? Western Kentucky on Friday. Uh, and, you know, hey, they've been struggling, but softball is a uh, funny sport, and especially if you can host and play at home, maybe they have a shot to get out of the regional and play in a super regional. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, USA Today Sports Network, which we are a part of, um, did a projection of all the regionals, which is 16 of them. And these are eight people that made the picks. Uh, every one of them picked Duke to win this regional, even though Georgia is at home. Um, Georgia's lost seven in a row, and they haven't scored more than three runs in any of those games. Now the SEC is, you know, the best conference in college softball, it seems, given what the national seeding looks like and how many teams made it. Uh, but, yeah, Georgia just needs to turn it on. And, I mean, who knows if that will happen. Uh, so... Um, and if they happen to get out of this region, they will have to go to Florida more than likely. So yeah. not, not an easy road. Yeah. Well, so Ryan, I know you're gonna, I know you're gonna be uh, there rooting on the Bulldogs. So I look forward to seeing you in the stands. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna be on the couch watching that golf all weekend. Hey, speaking of golf, um, the UGA men's and women's teams, you know, showing pretty well. Especially the the women uh, really put it to the. Uh, the regional the other day and and or in, in the uh, <clears throat> what do they call that a national tournament the national final uh, the women's uh, you know if they could play like they did a couple weeks ago who knows they might come out there uh, win a national championship I think Georgia is the uh, they're I don't know if that's a seeding or a ranking they're they're eleven uh, and it looks like they go at like three thirty ish today so um, I think it's twenty eight teams maybe. Uh, so, try to get to. Ma- I guess it's match play. The men, the men are match play. The men are going there as well. Not to that site, but but whatever their championship site is. Um, right now, Texas is your leader. So uh, mm. early in the day. One um, uh, now that uh, this pandemic seems to have uh, subsided, uh, have you got your concert tickets yet? Got a lot of concerts. In fact, going in two weeks to uh, to North Carolina. Or no, where am I going? Tennessee for a couple concerts. Uh, called the Caverns. Going to see uh, see a couple bands, and uh, yeah, hey, 
did you see uh you know the theater starting to get some shows back uh so one of one of uh mine and emily's favorite bands coming to the theater on uh, november 2nd we're pretty jacked up about that uh you uh you gonna go catch any shows anytime soon well, I'm waiting for um, the uh, senior citizens called the Rolling Stones to re <laughs> uh, rebook their uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium concert. Uh, now, I'd never seen them before, and it was kind of an impulse buy. I was like, well, if I don't go get tickets to see them, I'm probably never going to ever see them, right? I mean, right. aren't they pushing 80, these guys? I don't know. But yeah. Jagger, I mean, he's got a lot of energy. Uh, well, you so knew Keith Richards. Uh, you know, the pandemic wasn't going to take him. I mean, he's going to he's going <laughs> to live forever. Yeah, Keith Richards, hadn't he been about 95 for about 30 years? <laughs> I don't know. Seems lucky, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, if, if if Josh Brooks was listening, he could bring, I mean, they did have a concert back in, like, 14, was it, or something? Yeah. Uh, you know, just bring, bring some, um, some, you know, major acts uh, to uh, Sanford Stadium. I'll, I'll be uh, looking forward to seeing uh, some, somebody uh, get booked there. Well, as we know, Josh Brooks wants a REM reunion in Sanford Stadium, which... Uh That'd probably draw a pretty good crowd. Uh, I don't know if that's happening, but I do know that Mike Mills was in Alabama um, at a golf with tournament. Herbie Smart yeah. at the senior, uh, whatever whatever the stop was there in, in outside of, uh, I guess it was in Hoover, outside Birmingham. Um, I don't think that uh, Mike Mills was paired with Kirby. Who was Kirby paired with? I can't remember now. Uh, wasn't he, uh, he one group either behind or ahead uh, Nick Saban? Well, no, I know he was paired with Greg Sankey, the commissioner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Saban were really close <laughs> to each other. So, uh, But there's a celebrity guy with him, too, as well. And, okay. uh, yeah, so. Well, cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, stay tuned. We'll, uh, we'll be back probably in a couple of weeks. It seems like our schedule more. Uh, Athletic Boys meeting next week in uh, not just down the road about now. We're at Reynolds mm-hmm. Plantation. You played golf there before? No, but uh, I have driven, you know, through that man. That place is nice. They, they, uh, well, the landscaping is is very pretty at that place. I'd like to go out there sometime. All right, I'm gonna be bringing the clubs, um, but we'll be uh, listening to what they have to say uh, about uh, what's going on. With, Anything with big the, uh, uh, projected? Like, are they gonna break budgets again and all that stuff and all time records? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was you know kind of didn't bring in as much revenue given the fact that they only had three home games and right, yeah. twenty thousand people there. But uh, we'll, we'll learn uh, what they have to tell us then. Um, that's about all. You got anything else, Ryan? I am done. I do believe so. Uh, yeah, we'll catch everybody in a couple weeks. All right, peace out. See ya. Bye. Y'all.